Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino and with me today is... Conrad Toll. I guess I shouldn't this say today. I should say always because you're always usually here with me. Normally. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm doing one by myself, which I do every once in a while, but for the most part, it's pretty much with you. Today we're going to be talking about cults. And uh, I hope you remember your pillars of what makes a cult a cult or a cult yeah, leader I've, a cult or something like that. I've revamped them. Okay. Uh, I've got awesome. Them down. Um, but there's like one of them, which I don't know which what to call it. So I'll need help on this one later. Sure. See, I'm, it's either between obsession or purification, whichever one. Uh, oh, <laughs> I have a feeling with this one, it's going to be obsession. But you be the judge of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a brand new cult. Well, it's not really brand new. It's been out for mm, quite a number of years by now, but you probably never heard of it. At least you've probably been, I don't know, a little bit ignorant to it. Probably you've probably seen this person and you're like, yeah, now nah, he's just, he's just an actor or he's just a, a musician. He's not a cult leader. Oh, but is he? <laughs> and of course we're talking about Jared Leto. If you don't know who Jared Leto is, let me tell you who he is. He's an actor. Uh, I'm just going to pull up his page up here really quick because I don't remember exactly when he started. Uh, but he's he right now, as of this recording, he is 50 years old. But if you pull up a picture of Jared Leto in 2022, he does not look 50 years old. Yeah, he looks more like he's 28 or I was gonna early say, 30s or something. Late 20s, early 30s. This guy looks youthful. Like he drank out of the fountain of youth. Um, he was born in December 26, 1971. He started, uh, I don't know if he started as an actor first or a musician, but he became... He was the actor first. Okay. But he, he became wildly famous and um, I would say globally recognized uh, for his rock band that he started with his brother uh, called 30 Seconds to Mars. You've probably heard one of their songs on the radio if you're a rock fan. I know I've listened to them before in the past and I'm talking like high school version of me. I've definitely <laughs> heard a lot of their songs. Um, but yeah, I can't believe this guy is 50 years old and he doesn't look 50. And I just saw his brand new movie, Morbius, um, about a week ago. He was shredded in that movie too. Like he's a method actor. I don't know if you yeah. have seen any of his movies, Conrad, but he, uh, he's gone insane. He's, he's gone completely insane to take on his role. Like if he needs to gain weight, he won't put on a fat suit. He'll actually gain the weight. I think the closest I ever saw got to seeing one of his movies uh, was Fight Club and uh, Suicide Squad. I actually but, really like Fight Club, but I think one movie that he's in that you would like is called Lord of War, and it's about a pair of brothers who uh, who uh, gain a lot of profit from the war by selling guns and ammo and stuff. It's it's a really cool movie. Uh, I, I never I never actually saw any of his movies um, because, but he is his role in movies is almost always a dark character. Yeah, know? he loves playing dark characters, and I think uh, that's really kind of playing into his like his own 
uh, characteristics in himself. And I think that that's like maybe the first thing that would give you as a hint of like, ah, maybe this guy ain't right. Is he does so much method acting of all yeah. these dark characters and all the people that he's worked with will say, yeah, he goes into these really dark places when he's preparing for the roles and he, he does all these weird things. Like when he was doing a, uh, a drug addict in one of his movies, he actually went and lived on the streets for, I think, two months or something like that and really um, attacked his own health, I would say, because he starved himself until he looked oh, yeah. like a meth addict. And uh, when he was in Suicide Squad, the the people who were working with him said that he sent them all obscene and frightening uh, gifts. He, he, yeah, yeah, I them, remember. <laughs> one of them, uh, they, he hired a guy just bring a dead hog into the middle of the set and just That's drop it gross. on the table somewhere and then leave. Uh, I think he gave somebody live rats and, uh, yep, I heard that. I think he that gave, was not so bad. That I think he, so I think he gave one of his female co-stars a dildo. <laughs> yes. And he also get, uh, gifted a uh, used condoms. Yeah. And, used condoms too. Yeah. I forgot about that one. And like one other thing, it was like pretty obscene, but I think that that this that behavior right there is probably the closest to what I think uh, my surprise for at the end of this whole thing for the, the cult would be because sure. the way that I see this particular podcast going is because I know what Eric's interested in. I know <laughs> when I was doing this, this whole thing, and I was looking through and going, OK, Eric's going to grab that piece of information. Oh, yeah, I know Eric's going to latch onto that. Maybe what, the way that I know. saw it, the way that I saw this going was it's gonna be like an old horror movie <laughs> it's gonna be like uh at the beginning we're we're all over this legend this cult and all this weird stuff that he does i think you, like you over i think you um overestimated me conrad i, I don't think i went that far <laughs> oh uh, well but then like the um i i would say that this uh, this this alleged cult that he started mm-hmm. is, is like um in like a horror movie there's like the legend of this scary monster that lives in this haunted house and they go to the haunted house they don't see anything they go all over it and you know it looks like the haunted house and all that and they dig through it and it's like there's almost nothing there and then they all leave and then the main character goes oh I forgot something. They go back into the house all alone, go up to the upstairs and they find the thing that they were left. But then as they turn to leave, they spot this like a claw or something laying on the ground, just like a severed claw with like a bone sticking out of it, just laying on the ground. And then when they reach down to touch it, they hear something come alive in the basement and come running up into the uh, main floor and they come charging up the stairs into the uh, second floor. And then they hide in the closet and they hear something moving around mm-hmm. and then they leave <laughs> and then they, they're out they run out into the forest and they tell all their friends and friends are like oh there's nothing there and they go back up and they're where's the claw well, it was right there it's not there now oh you're just messing with us har har and they go out in the forest and then of course somebody gets eaten anyway that's, that's totally how, jared leto you nailed that's it how i see this th- that, that, that's how i see this particular podcast going well okay let's go ahead and start with uh, (laughs) a few facts here in a a gq publication he told them i don't believe in god who sits in a throne and uh has judgment of the actions of humanity 
it, that should tell you something about Jared Leto. He has his own idea of what God is, right? And maybe he thinks that's him. He does have really flowy Jesus-like hair. And if you've seen a couple of his photos of him wearing a, a white robe in um, a particular island we're going to get to a little bit later, you'll be like, yeah, he totally has like a Jesus or God complex. Uh, but religion aside, Jared, Jared Leto's band has a completely devout following and his fans mostly young women are are known they like to call themselves the echelon and they follow him wherever he goes and he's pretty much taken that to the extreme uh so i would hate to use the word the you know fans but like yeah i think they're a little bit more than fans uh so if you ask the echelon um you know, are you going to go uh, follow Jared Leto into this cult? He'll be like, yeah, of course. And, you know, Jared Leto has uh, kind of, I don't know how you would say, beat around the bush about this. He was, he's been known to say, like, yeah, this is a cult. And he said things like, yes, of course. Uh, you yeah, have to dance under the full moon and drink the freshly sacrificed blood of a human baby. He said stuff like that before, which I find is uh, pretty weird. But let me tell you where it all started. 2015 is when it started with Camp Mars. This is where Jared Leto started a kind of like um like a Woodstock type thing, but it's it's only 30 seconds to Mars. It's only Jared Leto and his brother, but you get an up-close experience with him and the band where you get to sleep in tents and only listen to 30 seconds of Mars. And it was so popular, it was so wildly popular that in 2019, he started something uh, called Mars Island. Now, this is where the cult starts to come in, and we're going to, uh, me and Conrad are going to dissect whether or not this is a cult. The band invites fans who call themselves the Echelon to a, a retreat in Croatia, a little island in Croatia where Jared Leto, dressed in white robes, uh, hosts to hundreds of his devoted fans for three-day music festival experience complete with yoga classes, movie screenings of his movies only, and they are allowed uh, their phones, but it's like a drug-free, alcohol-free kind of uh, retreat. But guess what, dude? You have to pay $1,500 to $6,500 for this exclusive experience. And how long did it last? Three days. Three days. $1,500 is the cheapest, and $6,500 is uh, one of the uh, most exclusive deal packages you can get. Even with the high costs, that's not including add-ons. You can add, like, uh, getting personalized tattoos or holistic massages, or deep, deep tissue massages, stuff like that. That's insane, Conrad. I would say because of this extreme price, because of this totally private secluded island where it's just Jared Leto and his brother, it's just Jared Leto's band, and it's just Jared Leto's um, uh, movies that you get to see and hear and take a part in, there's also something called the Church of Mars. It's a tiny little building, church-like building, on Mars Island where he performs once a day. It's kind of like worship, okay? They don't really go into detail what goes on inside the Church of Mars. All, all they really say is that, yeah, he performs there once a day in the morning, every day. 
It's kind of weird. When you look at the photos of Jared Leto dressed in white robes, I don't know if you've seen them, Conrad, but oh yeah, you can just type in Jared Leto and look on uh, Google Images, and you don't even have to type in Jesus robes or anything. You will find it anyway. He's uh, walking along a wall yeah. wearing a, a white robe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say because of uh, the Church of Mars, because of the secluded island, that to me is cult status enough. But um, what what do your pillars about this have to say? So um, the, I the 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 four that I've definitely nailed down, I'd put it as subjugation, isolation, dedication, yes. ostracization. Oh yes. So subjugation would be um, in a lot of cults. This would be a hierarchy. As think, think of like uh, the Pope. Uh, now, not so. I was trying to when I was putting out these five. I was trying to find a way that you could divide. People asking, "What's the difference between a religion and a cult?" And I would say sure. it is generally these five. A lot of religions will have one or two, and cults generally will have like four to five. <laughs> right now, so if you look at the uh, you know the Catholic Church has a very strong hierarchy, and you get through that hierarchy by the people. Above it will point the people below on the next level down, and it goes from like the top up. And then uh, when the the person at the very top dies, there's like a, a, a election of like the, the the very pinnacle group, the cardinals that elect the new pope, right? Right. So um, and you and it is top down. Absolutely everything in that beliefs comes top down. If the guy at the top says the sky is green, then the sky is green. He's the word. He he's the mouthpiece of God. You know. Yeah, uh, you cannot uh, at all uh, disagree with him, and that's the way that it is in the Catholic Church. Uh, so, at least I think that's the way it works in the Catholic Church. Like everything that the the Pope says is uh, the word of God, right? Pretty much, yes. Uh, then there's isolation. Isolation is uh, in a lot of cults they are forbidden from going and dealing with the outside world like shunning people who are not of that religion mm-hmm. uh, so if, if like a jehovah witness or sure, a yeah. um mormon yeah <laughs> if you are not a mormon or jehovah witness the jehovah witnesses or the the mormons will not have you as a friend they are told not to have many attachments especially the the jehovah witnesses more than the mormons mormons have like more friends but like your closest friends must be uh, a mormon yeah they have the to jehovah be witnesses you're not even supposed to be friends with somebody who's not a jehovah witness um Dedication would be the a massive amount of work you have to put into sure. to be in right standing. It's works face, uh, work based, not faith based kind of uh, religion. Right. And then, of course, uh, ostracization is if you leave, nobody's allowed to talk to you. Period. It's supposed to uh, prevent uh, a mass exodus. If like if when somebody leaves, they're immediately ostracized and they're kind of like closed off, mm. uh, kind of like a it's like a self-protecting um, group. So if you're ever in a cult and you're like, am I in a cult? Ask yourself, if I was to uh, try and leave, how much pushback would I get? And how much uh, would my friends tur- in the cult turn against me? And the last one, I don't know whether to call it obsession or a purification, would be absolutely everything in your lo- life must be about it. Where dedication is separate from dedication because dedication is you have to do a whole lot of things for it. Obsession or the purification thing is is the suppression of other things. So it's like the, the two sides of the same coin. Dedication says you must do all of this and the purification side says you must get away from everything else. So I don't know whether you call that obsession 
or purification. Mm. I like the purification. Maybe, yeah, I was going to say, maybe a purification, at least in terms Uh, of this. So that's what I would put as the the, the five. Um, The biggest issue that I have when researching the the cult, this cult, Gerald's Little Cult, is... uh, I couldn't find anything about actual claims of divinity or hearing from God from Jared Leto or any sort of uh, doctrine. There's almost, as far as I can tell, zero doctrine. has. I kind of feel like you don't really need a doctrine, though. And as far as I know, there isn't a membership. I don't really know if there's an ostracization. I don't know if people are encouraged to disown their family uh, if uh, they don't, don't like know. Jared Maybe. Leto. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but I I haven't really seen many of these things coming that I would generally point towards being a cult actually being manifested. There is a lot of weird imagery going on. I want to say it's it's on a very thin line of being a cult because the thing the thing for me that's keeping it. Do you remember what I was telling you about that horror movie? How I was like, well, there's nothing here. Sure. But then I found that one little clawed (laughs) finger thing laying on the ground with that bone, and that that? would be there was this part where there was somebody who recorded his uh, first speech, like his greeting to people when they got on the island. And it, it was like, it's a 12 minute long video and he's just going around telling <laughs> some pretty not funny jokes. Um, and one of them is he says, all right, did everyone check out their tent or their room mm-hmm. uh, now that you've been here? And so, you know, the people that paid the lower amount got tents. The people who paid the higher amounts got actual rooms. Sure. And then he says, be sure to leave your door unlocked. You never know who will stop by. <laughs> I have a few friends with me to help. And he puts this uncomfortable pause in there. Spread the workload. I was like, Ugh. Interesting. And then I started looking into it. And that's where I think I found the beast. Is and that he, uh, is sexual the old demon? Hollywood. I looked up, see if there's any sexual allegations against him. And oh boy, there are. And then that's when oh, I started yeah. seeing things that I didn't realize Oh, uh, yeah, Conrad, let me tell you something. In addition to all of this weird stuff that he's already doing with Mars Island, he, uh, he's he been known to, like, young women. <laughs> and I think yeah. I think this is what you've came across. So let me read you something. I actually got uh, an old article, a quote, from 2005 from the New York Post. And they ran an article that says, Jared Leto likes them young. The 33-year-old Requiem for a Dream actor last seen uh, squiring uh, Ashley Olsen and Lindsay Lohan around town has been aggressively pursuing many of the teen models shacked up at the Maritime Hotel. Leto, who who uh, booked a suite at the meatpacking district hotspot while he was in town with his rock band, has been infamous for calling and texting. Some of his underage uh, objects of desire several times a day. And that was a quote yes. from the New York Post. And I was like, holy hell. <laughs> That's not the. Uh, he's been um, described as just like pestering, where he just sends messages over and over and over again. Uh, of one of the people that he's worked with, um, Dylan Sprouse, put out a tweet saying, I think it was a tweet, put out something on social media saying, so, uh, uh, Jared Leto, I see that you've um, texted or gotten into the DMs of every young model from the ages of 18 to 30-something, so I'm just wondering, what would you say your success rate is? And then another fella, uh, James Gunn, uh, a famous, he's more famous, I think, than... uh, Dylan Sprouse, uh, James Gunn, 
He's a director. He that and said he starts on. So he starts at 18 in the on the internet, implying that off the internet. <laughs> He yeah, yeah. For that. yeah. Now yeah. that uh, there's been a, a few different al- allegations uh, against him, uh, not allegations. See, when he lived in New York, New York State, uh, the Bronx, I believe it was, he had a girlfriend who was 17 while he was 35. And, and I think in the state of New York, that was legal because uh, the age of consent in New York State is lower. To 17 mm-hmm. and she said that he um was a not abusive but uh when they had sex that he was very rough and mm. uh, when she complained about how painful it was she got she said all she got was attitude uh there's been uh, other allegations where uh, people have uh said that uh uh, under uh, under the age of and then, so that'd be since that because that was when like he was thirty five he's fifty now this yeah. is, uh, more recently let me see if I can find the, that one that I had here just hold on a second sure sure um yes okay so another one said um oh I, I got to mix up so the one that was later than uh, 20, uh, 2010, so that would have been uh, when he was forty said that she thought that he got pleasure out of hurting her and the one before that said although the she was 17 and the age of consent in, in New York uh, that that's all right uh, Leto told her to tell him while they were doing the act that she was 15 or 14 while they were doing it even though he knew that she was 17 like pretend to be younger and she said that he was quite rough and forceful jeez and those are just the those are two that have come and there's been there's dozens it's like eh, that's pretty eh, sickening eh, um, and then if you go back and you look at that Jesus picture, yeah. it's really easy to, to zone in and look at the, like the main focus, which is the Jesus. But if you go and look at the crowd, every single person in that crowd is female. There's almost yeah. no males there. Yeah. He has, and they're pretty young too. He's got this obsession as a 50 year old man with these <laughs> extremely young women. So yeah, I, I believe, I don't know. It, it's just, if you look at all the... I guess that the known, like if you look at the ones that like, there's been prosecution of, and we know for sure that there was uh, some sort of forced rape of some kind in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, you've got Bill Cosby, Kelly, Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson. Those are just the uh, ones Tupac, we know about. Woody Allen, David Cooperfield, uh, Harvey Weinstein. And then like there's Jeffrey Epstein. And then, and then there were Charlie and Rose. Oh, and the, those are just like, those are the ones that we know for sure did. But then there's all these other ones that have been like, there's all these things that have been ag- alleged against them, which, you know, there's hasn't been anything proved. And it's so hard to prove um, rape or uh, sexual misconduct or anything like that. Uh, and you just look sure. at the Kobe Bryant. Uh, situation where he raped this girl and then she comes at, uh, and she's trying to get um, she's going to the court and all of that but she doesn't want to go out and because in the actual trial his lawyers are putting out these attacks against the, her saying that she is some sort of a, a prostitute or that she's just um, that she goes around and has sex with all these different guys that she's uh, what do they call that it's a, I know like the in Shakespearean time, they call that loose. She's a loose woman, but like, what? Uh, I think they call that like a like a slut. There we go. <laughs> I was gonna say a lady of the night. 
but not not a prostitute, just like somebody. Anyway, the yeah, whole I, I know what you thing, I know what you mean. They, they, they put this whole smear campaign out against her in this Kobe Bryant thing, and then she dropped the whole thing because she just hated the personal attacks. It was just too much for her. She's been assaulted. She has to go to court. She has to testify and say in like excruciating detail to the jury in front of all these people what happened to her. And then this lawyer will come up, cross-examine her, try to defame her, say all these net horrible things about her. She didn't just want, didn't want to go through it. So she dropped it. Well, I don't remember the Kobe and, Bryant case too well. It happened yeah. a long well, time she ago. Had, she had biological uh, evidence <laughs> that was uh, left sure. by Kobe Bryant. So it was, it, it, it was a layup case, if there ever was one. But anyway, the thing is, in Hollywood, there's just all these people. It's just like, a, I don't know. It's not even a secret. It's like an open secret that <laughs> the people in Hollywood just yeah. get a, they, they they know they can get away with it. That's how it is. They get away with That's it most of the time. Is. We got we got two minutes on this episode. So would so you say cult or no cult? I say um, not a cult. But would you say would you say, say a way that rel- goes and does predatory stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there. I think he is hiding in plain sight. He plays all these dark roles. He does all this, and it's all to hide this horrible veneer that's underneath. I mean, if you look at uh, Bill Cosby, he made a joke about um, using what do you call it, uh, Florida flower or something like that to uh, put people mm-hmm. to sleep so he could. Uh, rape them, right? And that was like a no joke idea. back in like, yeah, there's like a, there's a video of it and it's like super disturbing. And so like he joked about what would ha- what he would do before he did it. It's like mm. he was open. He didn't hide it. And it's like the same, I think it's the same thing with Jared Leto. He plays this dark character because he likes it. He goes into, the, he likes, uh, like the, the, the people say, uh, have alleged against him that he likes hurting people. He gets pleasure from bringing other people pain. And so he plays these dark characters because he enjoys it. Do you think he uh, sees himself as some kind of uh, higher entity? Like he's above I, human law? Um, I would say that he definitely thinks he's above human law. Well, I think he's above <laughs> nature's law, uh, like a god. I mean, there there is definitely a case for him being extremely egotistical. I oh, haven't yeah. seen any true evidence for him being a cult. There could be. Yeah, there could be, it. but I mean, we did, we just I, don't know a whole lot about Mars Island. So I think the whole story about Mars Island is really just another piece in the puzzle of that. I won't be surprised in 10 years. It'll be like, oh my gosh. I was going to say in 10 years, a lot of stuff is going to come out. <laughs> maybe yeah. not even 10 and years, maybe of, like five years. And it's going to be the Bill Cosby, the R. Kelly's, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, how, how could we not have seen this coming? And yeah, I'm not going to be surprised. You heard it first, folks. Conrad <laughs> knows of R. Kelly. I never even told Conrad about R. Kelly. <laughs> I think, no, I think we've done a podcast on R. Kelly's. I don't think so. Okay, maybe with something I've done outside of um, Bizarre Conspiracies. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. But all right, we're trying something new here. We're doing 30-minute podcast episodes to see how well it goes. And if I see the ratings are pretty good, the views are pretty good, we're going to keep doing them. But don't worry, guys. More intense packed. We're not getting rid of the hour-long podcasts or over an hour sometimes even. Um, But for the most part, you know, we're just trying to see what catches. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, don't worry. We have the longer podcasts coming out too. So thank you so much for watching or for listening to to Bizarre Conspiracies. Uh, Any last uh, comments, Conrad? If you think you're in a cult, 
Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Good advice. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. 